Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. And in today's uh, podcast episode, I want to talk about really what happens when your wife cheated and what are you supposed to do? Uh, there's something that weak men do and there's something that real men do. And we're going to focus today strictly on what real men do when their wives cheated. Now, if, for those of you that don't know my story, uh, I, in my last marriage, I was cheated on. And, and I don't say that to throw her under the bus. Uh, I, in fact, I don't even like talking about the details of what I went through because it's honestly none of your business. And it's really her story and my story. Um, you know, and I'll tell my truth and she has her truth. Um, but you know, obviously that it was part of our story and part of our marriage and part of what broke it down. But ultimately our marriage didn't last, not because of the infidelity, but because of the toxic nature of our marriage and our communication and other things that were happening under the surface. So infidelity to me is not the be all end all of a marriage, um, breaking down. It's usually just a symptom of what is deeper underneath. So in today's lesson, what I want to talk about is these three specific things um, that you must do if you're experiencing this. Number one, you must acknowledge the pain of what's going on and that it hurt. Uh, when I first went through this and I first experienced it and first understood what was happening and the overwhelm of emotions and all of these things, right, I, I didn't know what to do with it. But the number one thing I can teach you is this, is that grief comes like an ocean. It's like, it comes like waves of an ocean. And so sometimes you're going to be good. Some days you're going to be bad. Some days you're going to be great. Other days you're going to be really bad, right? And so as those ocean waves come and go, come and go, come and go, you're going to experience all those things. So it's super important that you acknowledge the pain of this happening and that it hurt. Why, why do I say that? Because if you acknowledge the pain, then what you say is, hey, it mattered, what I've experienced mattered. And if it mattered, that means it's something that must be dealt with. And it needs to be dealt with. Whether you guys stay together in your marriage or you move apart and get divorced and, and go on your separate ways, if you don't deal with that trauma, you will keep that trauma and you will take it to your next baby mama. Now, I don't necessarily mean you have babies with somebody else, but if you get in another relationship and you haven't dealt with the trauma in your current relationship, then you will bleed into the next one. And what does that look like? Well, that looks like you having trust issues with your next wife or girlfriend. That looks like you um, being angry under the surface, uh, snapping at her, snapping at people. Um, that looks like you crying or being numb and, and not really um, being able to function fully in life because you've just kind of shut off this part of yourself. That also looks like you may not be able to love that person fully because you're so hurt. And, and, and maybe that person's good for you, but you're not able to give them your all because you're just so hurt. So number one thing is you've got to acknowledge the pain and that it hurt. Number two, this is a big one and this is a hard one. Um, and I remember a, I was listening to a pastor talk about this idea of being cheated on and, and kind of what this man had gone through when he was being cheated on. And it blew my mind. But while I was going through this process and what I was experiencing with my ex-wife, I, I really had to come to this place. And that was this, is that I had to stop crying for me and start crying for her. 
Now, now I know some of you just went, oh, shit, I'm turning this off. I'm not going to listen to this guy anymore. Fuck him. Whatever. He's he's full of shit. No, I've got to cry for me because this is hurting. This is painful. Uh, trust me, dude. I totally understand. In fact, I spent weeks crying and crying and crying. I remember having to leave my office because I was a manager at the time. And I had to leave my office several times a day, go around the back of our corporate office building and just cry. I mean, I literally felt like I was dying inside. That's how much pain I was in. And that was part of the acknowledgement. Acknowledge the pain. Don't just stuff it. Don't just bury it. Acknowledge it. Allow the tears to flow when you can. Now, obviously, it was affecting my job. Um, and thankfully, I had a gracious boss at the time who allowed me that time to be to 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 be in present with my emotions and to allow myself to grieve what was happening. But you have to be able to do that, right? And 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 I cried for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally I got to this place and I said, you know what? What is it that she's going through that caused her to be where she's at? And as I started to ask myself that question, I was like, she's got to be in a lot of pain for her to disrupt her entire life, to have an affair, to, to disrupt her children, to disrupt her married life, to disrupt every comfort that she had. She had moved out and everything uh, to disrupt all those things. She was living in some side bedroom to disrupt what she had, family, all those things for another person who may or may not be able to give her what she thought she needed. And in the end, she, he, he didn't. And, and that's what the true of almost every single affair is that that person isn't able to give them what they needed because what was broken or what was missing is not to be found in that person, but it's to be found somewhere else. And, and that is love. And that is to be able to receive love. And as I began to think about and unpack and unravel the pain that she was in, I suddenly took the focus off of me and I started focusing on her and what she was going through. Now, if you follow me for a while, you're like, wait, does that sound like you're hitting the she button? No, I'm not talking about hitting the she button. I'm not talking about blaming her for her stuff. What I am talking about is being aware and growing an empathy for what she is experiencing. Now, this takes some serious uh, maturity. This takes some emotional intelligence. This takes some emotional maturity. And if you don't have it, that's okay, right? If you're not there yet, that's okay. I'm not here to shame you if you don't have that. But what I am here to do is to really level you up and to give you an understanding that when your wife is going through what she's going through, if she's having an affair, you blaming her, you getting mad at her, you you arguing with her, you shaming her, you you exposing her to the world, you chatting about it on Facebook, you you doing all those things is not helping the situation. That's what not real men do. That's what disempowered men do. Disempowered men will try to ruin her. They will try to claim the alpha card and say, well, fuck you, bitch. I'm out. Um, they will do all of these things because they aren't real men, in my opinion. Now, I understand getting hurt and I understand dealing with it, but but getting hurt and dealing with it are two different things. You can be hurt and deal with it in a healthy way versus getting hurt and dealing with it in a childish way. So again, let me, let me make sure that you understand this is I'm not saying that you're not responsible for the failure of the marriage, but you are not Here's the thing is you're not responsible for her affair. You are responsible for the failure of your marriage. You're not responsible for her affair. Whatever she does on her own as part of her own. But the affair is not the failure of the marriage. The affair is a symptom of the affair of the marriage, of the, of the, the, the end of the marriage, the failure of the marriage. That, that has got to be beaten into some heads because a lot of times we get so uh, focused on the affair being the end. No, that's not the end. That may feel like a culmination, but it's actually just a manifestation of what was already happening underneath the surface. 
I can't stress that enough. The, the affair is a manifestation of what was already happening under the surface. The lack of communication, the lack of trust, the lack of, the lack of safety, the lack of, the lack of emotional connection. All of those things are what led to the affair. Now, did you play a part? Absolutely. Did you make her do it? Did you put a gun to her head and say, hey, go fuck that guy? No, you did not do that. So I have to be clear with this because a lot of times guys, when they hear me say stop crying for you and start crying for her, they think I'm, you know, trying to basically use the she button or I'm trying to, you know, put all the to blame on her and all. No, that's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is this, is that her actions are outside of you. Her actions are outside of you. You can only be responsible for you and what you have done. But if you are so emotionally distraught and you're so like focused on you in the, in the, in a negative way, in a childish and emotional way, you are losing out on what potentially could be the thing that brings her back to the marriage, which is lack of judgment and a lack of shame by not pouring judgment, not pouring shame on her and giving her space to work her shit out. I'm not saying you got to jump in there and try to be in a relationship with her. I definitely don't recommend that either. Right. You know, uh, if you've seen any of my stuff on coming back to the marriage, look, when a woman's had an affair, she needs space and time to process those emotions. Like what led her to do this shit? What led her to go and sleep with another man? She needs to process that. That's not a thing where she just comes back to the marriage a week later. I've seen way too many people do this. In fact, I was guilty of this as well, where it's like, oh, she's repented. She's come back and she said, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this anymore. So instead of you know, just crying for yourself, you cry for her because you want to understand what she's going through. And by understanding what she's going through, you're able to then be more healthy in your boundaries, be more healthy in your approach. And so that's the third thing, right, is, is have healthy boundaries. So acknowledge the pain that's hurt. Stop crying for you. Start crying for her. And number three, having healthy boundaries, having healthy boundaries for yourself and for her. Now, look, she's got to create her own boundaries, right? You can't create those for her. Let me give a thing here. Boundaries are not you controlling her. Boundaries are not saying, hey, you can't go in and and ha- and go to work anymore or you can't work with that person anymore. You can't do that. that. Those aren't those aren't boundaries. Those are you trying to control the situation. Boundaries are for you. OK, so a boundary for you might be if she continues to work for this person, you are refusing to be a part of the relationship at this point and you are not going to engage in discussion of the marriage being restored while she's in communication with that person. You see the difference? You know, the first thing is control. Hey, you can't be with that person. You can't talk to that person. You can't work with that person anymore. That's all control. That's all manipulation versus the boundary of, hey, as long as you are communicating with him, as long as you are working with him, I am not ready to have discussions about bringing you back to the marriage. We are not going to be there. Um, I am not going to give you my heart. I'm not going to give you my uh, whatever. I'm not going to give those things to you because I don't feel safe. And until I feel safe, we're just, I'm just not going to do that. And so that that's the boundary. That's for you, not for her. Now, she still has to do something with it. She can go, oh, okay, well, you do you. I'm going to go here. I'm going to keep working. But I promise I'm not with that guy anymore. But at least you're not trying to control her. And you're not in this place of, you know, just living <laughs> living in a living in a, in a, in a hole of, of naivete. And I see this so many times that... <laughs> If there's anything you get from this video is that if your wife is cheating on you, don't be an idiot. Number one, don't be an idiot and just like toss her to the curb and kick her to the curb and think she's done. She's worth shit, whatever. And number two, don't be an idiot because, you know, like you think, oh, well, everything's good now. She can just come back to the marriage. That is not true. That is not how it works. We don't want you rolling like that. Um, At the end of the day, most men really struggle with this idea of infidelity because they feel like their wife has now been tainted. They feel like their wife has now been given to another man and they see their wife as a, as a possession. 
And there's something different about it versus when a, when a man cheats on a woman, it feels different for her than it does for a man. And so going through that, you've got to acknowledge the hurt. You've got to acknowledge that, hey, this hurt. You've got to stop crying for you and start crying for her because you want to understand what's going on. What that'll do is it'll build empathy, which allows forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to freedom for you. Okay. And then the final piece of that is create healthy boundaries, create healthy boundaries. Probably gonna hear me say this a lot. Why? Because men lack boundaries. Men don't know how to create boundaries for themselves. So a boundary for yourself might be instead of controlling, which is, Hey, you can't work with that guy anymore. You can't talk to that guy anymore. Honey, if you want to be part of the relationship with me, this is what must happen. This is what must happen. Okay. So that's it, guys. That's what I got for you this week. I'll see you in the next one. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.